0: Previously, got TV Podcast Network.
1: If there's anyone here at all, make yourselves known. <laughs> Pie. Hi. Pie. Pie.
2: This is the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 165 for the week of July 31st, 2017. I am haunted end of day donut selection David T. Cole, and I'm here with Cold Patch Sarah D. Bunting. This
3: hallway sucks.
2: Ghoul Hunting Grinder Tara Ariana.
4: Stuart Can't Help
2: Me Now. And Bigfooted
3: Dan Patrick Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome back to Extra Hot Great. This week we are joined for our discussion of the Low Files by my husband, Dan Patrick Brady. Hi, Dan.
0: Hi, honey. Yay! <laughs>
3: gross.
0: Yeah, so um God, <laughs> insert double
3: date gross jokes here. Um <laughs> Dan uh was invited at last to join our panel because we are discussing the low files in which Rob Lowe and as my esteemed colleague Tara Ariano put it, the Kmart versions of him go on (laughs) adventures to find things like wood apes and alien underwater installations and shit. Anyway, the screener we got was not about Bigfoot, but Dan endured it anyway. (laughs) I liked the family dynamic amongst all of them and how... Rob Lowe was like, well, we're getting out of the clutches of the women folk for the weekend. Ha ha ha. Dad joke. Dad joke. And the sons are like, leave us out of the clutches conversation. This is on camera. I'm not trying to hear about that. also Matthew's total flat affect in the clip that we just heard was pretty great that he's like, is anyone here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Can eh, uh did everyone else like the vibe of the three of them?
4: Yeah, I thought they were very... I mean, they they seem like they get along like real fathers and sons. Like, it's not like some of these reality shows about celebrities where it seems like they only met their kids like the previous day or something. Like, they seem like they spend a lot of good quality time together and that Rob Lowe was like daddishly excited to do this with his kids because he likes them, which is nice. Yes, I agree. And I also...
3: I just wish that they were doing stuff that was more... That was more interesting, like that they were doing more um, in search of the unsolved mysteries stuff that is not necessarily about. It just seems like it's going to be a lot of aliens,
4: like low
3: right. alien historians say, yes. Like, you know, <laughs> well, let's talk
4: know. about this episode that we got the screener for. This is the series premiere, which as you listen to this, it will air tonight on a and E. I I believe at 10 p.m. Eastern. But check your local listings. It's it's about them going to a haunted Former boys' reformatory in the Twin Cities. Um, And I was curious what you thought about this, Sarah, because I know you're a ghost. I mean, fan is a weird way to put this, but you're, you're <laughs> ghost conversant. This is yes. your area. So what were your thoughts on on what they do when they get into this this building? And they have a daylight tour of it with someone who, you know, is like a docent or whatever. He had a name tag on. And then yeah. come back at night with all their gear and a shaman to, to investigate further. So Sarah, take it away. Um, I felt
3: like they... They had sort of all the right stuff that goes with this kind of show, like, um, th- you know, supernatural mysteries or whatever, that they had all the gear. And they did a good job explaining, like, I just felt a cold patch. That's a universal sign of a, you know, haunts presence. But unfortunately, they the way that they showed things that were supposed to be like determinative for haunting there, it could have been any explanation like that ball just moved. Like it's an old building The <laughs> balls move in our house all the time. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> move your balls away from me. Be, you know, right. the floors are not even, uh, there was no explanation of what those light things did.
4: Okay. And, thank you. Yes. So
3: like the fact that it was changing color based on a request from one of the lows is like, meaningless because there was no context for it. Um the box that kept spitting out words, like the <laughs> captions tell us what the words are. Otherwise they all kind of sound like someone belching into a hot mic. Mm-hmm. And it could have someone I think John Owen made a joke that it could have just been programmed to bleed out nouns mm-hmm. at various times. And we again have no context for whether or not that's True or possible. Like, you have to have that, like, two or three minute setup where you show us the equipment and you're like, this is what this does. And this is what the responses are. Like, it doesn't mean it's not still ginned up for TV. Right. But it was just a little like this show is going to rely almost completely on their chemistry as a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matthew and John Owen eye rolling a lot of stuff which fortunately they're good at, but I'm not sure that's quite enough for an hour long show that really seems sincerely to be trying to solve these mysteries. I will be watching the Bigfoot episode, hashtag marriage. (laughs) Um, Dan, why don't you talk a little bit about what you expect from this and whether you're hopeful for it compared with other Bigfoot Tiana that you have watched, which is all of it. Take it away. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i expect it will end up being totally inconclusive with no proof of bigfoot whatsoever i mean let's be honest um but uh i think it will be fun i mean to me the value of this show is a really nice trip of of a father and and his sons and they do get along well they do have a relationship together that seems honest and true and in that aspect i enjoyed it i, I would like Rob Lowe to be my dad <laughs> you know, um, that would be a neat trick. <laughs> yeah, well trick. I mean, when they go in search of Bigfoot, it will not be as stupid as finding Bigfoot. Um What
3: about ten gazillion dollar Bigfoot bounty?
1: Right, right. It won't be it won't be as ridiculous as all of that and and uh everything. And I think I read something that in one of the shows they actually claimed that they did see a ape-like Creature.
4: I had a question about that for you, Dan, uh, as and so did I. An expert on Bigfoot, which not, we're now saying for the purposes of this podcast, you are. What <laughs> yes. what is the difference? Because
3: everyone else here, sure,
4: right in the in the opening credits, we got flashes of some of what the later episodes will be. And as we've sort of like talked around, every episode is it has a different focus. This one was obviously a, a haunted location. Further ones will be Bigfoot, and then they also said wood ape, like that was a different episode. What is the difference between wood yeah. ape and Bigfoot, please? I. Th- I I, I think it's just a, a, just
1: a geographical uh, description of legend of their particular Bigfoot, their oh, particular I Yeti, their particular, you know, large uh, gorilla-like creature that happens to live in their neck of the woods. Okay. So people go, that's a wood ape. That's right. a skunk ape. You know, and, <laughs> but it's all supposedly the same thing. And what it is is really some guy who got lost a long time ago in the woods
4: and right. still hasn't found his way out.
1: And that's pretty
4: much it. <laughs> or, or possibly someone genetically enhanced if the Venture Brothers episode is accurate. Um, Dave, what did you think? You've been you've been strangely silent for this whole discussion. <laughs>
2: I've been searching for Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like Bigfoot is a wood ape. So I think wood ape is sort of the generic and Bigfoot is regional, I think. I think I that's see. the hierarchy. According okay. to woodape.org. Got it. The nor- Wait, I'm not <laughs> done. Dot org, no less. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Nor- okay, it's NAWAC. N-A-W-A-C, North American Wood Ape Conservancy.
4: Oh, conservancy. Conservancy. Ooh. That's adorable. I yeah. would have
3: guessed consortium. When you consortium. started to say
4: that word, I thought you were going to say consortium, which I also would
2: have expected. <laughs> uh, yeah. We are gross. Um, to investigate and conduct research regarding the existence of unlisted primate species we refer to
3: as the wood ape, also known as the Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Got it. Bloody blotty, blotty. I had a follow up question for Dave much along the same lines as the one that we just addressed to Dan, which is compared to ancient alien theorists, oh. do you think the, the low take on alien underwater compounds will be as stupid as <laughs> stupider than or less stupid than ancient aliens? Oh boy. Well, I mean, we have yet to watch
2: any of the alien ish ones. All the lows are supernatural virgins. <laughs> yep. and all these other shows are people that yeah. have bought fully into the, you know, whatever they're talking about whether it be Aliens, Big Feet or what have you The Mothmens. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm going to guess it's going to be, you know, just a different vibe I don't think you can really
3: compare the two they're very different animals I was a little disappointed that they aren't doing a D.B. Cooper episode
4: Yeah, but that's not supernatural That's not natural. supernatural though
3: Isn't it? <laughs> Ancient alien theorists say Maybe
2: (laughs) this show needs to lose one of the sons and then gain a crazy uncle like Mm. Rob Lowe's crazy 70 year old, you know, conspiracy uncle that I just made up that should exist.
4: Just replace one of the sons with the shaman because he was very good on camera. The show needs somebody.
2: It needs this Mulder.
4: Yeah. And it doesn't
2: have that. And it's sort of like a little... You like the shaman's there, but he's not really part of the group. He's not part of the dynamic that much. Yeah, And the shaman also has a wicked nicotine beard stain. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoa, like I must smoke all the time off camera.
1: So you you guys all like the shaman.
2: He was neither here nor there for me.
3: I like that he's like side friends with the wife and the wife is texting him like, (laughs) don't let them get eaten by a ghost or whatever the fuck. Like, now there's an episode that I would watch.
4: I thought his best moment was when they were directed by the ghost question mark outside, and they were starting to do some kind of like cleansing ritual because they thought one of the words that was said by the talking box was cleansing. And then he started to do his like baloney with his bottle of you know magic powder or whatever. And then the box goes Bible like you're like a person on the phone being like agent, <laughs> like, whatever you're doing, stop.
0: <laughs>
4: so he immediately was like, oh. Okay, okay, like just switched over to doing a, like crossed himself and did a prayer. I thought that was funny. (laughs)
2: Press two for a Christian service. Totally. (laughs) You know what they needed for this show that really would have like brought it over the top is they needed to do for the history stuff that, you know, is in between the introduction and the actual, you know, night vision stuff where they're just talking about the case that needed all to be reenacted by all Rob Lowe in every role. (laughs)
3: Totally (laughs) agree. He would have
2: played Anna...
3: The murder victim, he would have played the murderer, he oh would have played god. the orderly, he would have yes. played everything. A little boy in knee pants bouncing a ball and rolling a ball. Oh hoop. my god, like Wood this watch. is basic.
2: Like, if you got Roblo in your stable, if you got the low files coming to your network, how do you not do that? How is and then that is your promo? And no, like, Roblo so seems like he'd be up
1: for it
4: totally. Yeah. I,
1: True, I hear his Bigfoot is good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a note that they, they took later Maybe. in the season and we'll get to see it.
1: Got a lot of practice
3: walking around on the West Wing. So he's probably got <laughs> big G. So. so you guys are going to keep watching?
4: For sure. I wanted to say one more thing about this episode, which as I started to tell Dave when we were watching it... um one of the places where I went to band camp hold for giggles when I lived in Saskatchewan was called Fort San and it had turned into resort, but it formerly was a like a TB hospital at the turn of the last century. And so our dorm, like there was a, there was a door at the like right where you come in and we knew it went down to the basement where for some reason, even though this was in like the 1980s, all of the files from when it was a tuberculosis hospital were still there, which I know because some days that door was not open and, and, of course, when you get a bunch of teenage girls or tween age, when we were, we would always sneak down and like just pull files at random and read them and like spook each other out, even though it was the middle of the day by being like, and then she died. Like they all died. It was tuberculosis hospital. (laughs) But that, that all came back to me. Like going, I would never go into a building like the one that they went into at night because it was fucking creepy. And I'm not, I don't even believe in ghosts. I'm not scared of ghosts, but that was some creepy, creepy shit. Yeah,
3: it was pretty creepy. Okay. I think the show is very likable. It's just one of those. It's just going to be one of those for me. That's like peak TV casualty. Like sure. I'm not uh-huh. mad at the show at all, but B plus is not going to cut it.
1: Dan. Yeah. I mean, I have to watch the Bigfoot one because I have <laughs> to, I'm required by you guys to watch any and all Bigfoot. Material. <laughs> yeah. I'll,
4: I'll, I'll keep watching it. I was really charmed by it, even though I thought John Owen was like trying a little hard to get discovered in the way that, um, Dr. Phil's older son who never really happened even though they tried for a while whatever that son that son's name was he was like that for me um, in kind of a grating way but I, I do like the dynamic between father and son and I look forward to seeing them interact with more regular townspeople and the fact that we got a coda at the end about Roblo's visit to that <laughs> shitty donut donuts. shop
1: was- that was great that was the highlight of the whole thing because when he walked in <laughs> the first time there were no freaking donuts and no Look at that! Look at that! I'm very disappointed. Mm-hmm. When they go to the to the news clip, it's mm-hmm. filled with donuts.
4: Yeah, that was that was the most supernatural thing I think. Extremely
3: yes. telegenic donuts as well. <laughs> Although, as noted in the news report, he did go at like two in the afternoon. What yeah. does the guy expect? Come in.
4: Good note to end <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Dough
3: files. <laughs>
2: You know, who would have thought years ago our lead topic would have been Rob Lowe's Supernatural <laughs> Adventure Show. But here we are. What a world. It is time to go around the dial. Everybody's going to talk about a little something they're watching on TV these days. First stop. Ariano.
4: Well, I have a few things. First, I remember the older McGraw son's name. It is Jay. Um, and he published a couple of books for teens and had a talk show, I think, for a while. And I then thought he was the one who did happen. There's a, the younger one, I think. Uh, who, oh, OK.
2: There's the one that lives in the crawl space. Agree, and the sheet fish heads, too.
4: Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> follow up to our forcing episode last week Fucking Stephanie Green, you bitch. Um, I have now watched five more episodes of Married by Mom and Dad. I watched three episodes back to back to back on uh on Sunday night because I'm watching them on demand on direct TV and they just like roll over like watching on Netflix. There's no like choice involved, or so I told myself at the uh-huh. end of it when I felt drunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I sli- slide in some follow-up about that episode? Please. In here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, on the episode, I had mentioned something about Republic of Doyle and Murdoch Mysteries. Oh, I, yeah. thought it, I had in my head that they're in the same universe, but that they're, I, that's, I couldn't be possible because one's That in was day confirmed,
3: and, no? It
2: was. They are. And then in the show, uh, each of the leads plays their... And Sester Descendant in
4: the oh, other episode. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So. Huh. Canada, um, but my main, what I mainly wanted to talk about, because Married by Mom and Dad is fucking terrible. That when that uh, Devin, who I mostly talked about in the uh, in our forcing episode last week, when he gets married, two of his groomsmen are fully like chewing gum on the altar during his marriage, <laughs> his wedding, and in his in his vows, he mentions that he's uh, giving up on all the other hoes. The word hoes is in his marriage <laughs> vows, so there's a better harbinger of success in a marriage. I don't know what it is. But (laughs) what I actually want to talk about is Insecure, which is uh, just started its second season on HBO. Um, Episode two aired this most recent Sunday. It's so good. It's really last year we got a a wealth of shows um, created by and starring really smart, funny, interesting people with a with a very, extremely specific point of view, and I would say those are better things than Atlanta on FX and Insecure on HBO. Every moment feels so true. It's a story of Issa, um, played by Issa Rae. Although it's like only kind of a autobiographical story, it's not like a Louis. She's she's not playing someone who's a writer or aspiring writer. She's works at a M., an after school tutoring program. And um, in this season, she's getting over having broken up with uh, her boyfriend in season one. And so the uh, the premiere opened with this great montage of her on a bunch of different Tinder dates, like answering all the same <laughs> questions in order and how <laughs> stealthifying it is and how it breaks into a, her imaginary rap of what she'd like to tell these guys. And it's brilliant. And so the the uh, the two episodes of have aired so far have both been... So good and well-observed, really great stuff with um, her friend group who are hilarious and used very well, especially Molly, her best friend. And it looks like in the next episode, Issa asks her, can you teach me how to hoe? Because she's decided to give up on Lawrence and just go full Tinder, uh, full Tinder, I guess is the end (laughs) of that phrase. Molly goes rude and then she says, yes, which is great. Uh, So if you... (laughs) Uh, are a woman, know a woman, have ever lived in Los Angeles, have ever been single, have ever been in a relationship, if you are a person, watch Insecure. I I guarantee you won't regret it. There, there has not been a false moment in any of the episodes I've seen, and all of season one, of course, is on HBO Go, To It is great, and uh, just a warning to the rest of my panelists. I'm trying to figure out which episode I'm going to prepare for the next time I have to do a canon because it's good and it deserves to be in it. And for my plug, um, Bride and Doom, the Married at First Sight podcast that I do with Brian Rubenstein is wrapping up this week. Thursday is the reunion episode where we get to get back together with all the couples and see who's still married. Um, so check that out for the very last time for season five. And if you want to piggyback on this, Sarah D. Bunting, I believe you have uh, some some Bride and Doom related commentary that is relevant to your life at this moment.
3: Um, I do. We are fostering a small cat. Her name is Lou. Um... I have mentioned before that our other small gray cat, Mabel... Very much enjoys Bride and Doom. Uh, <laughs> we think the common thread is Auntie Tara's voice because she also Thank likes so show much. and yell. But uh, I was listening to Bride and Doom in Lou's room the other day and she fell asleep and was purring. So <laughs> I think that uh, little gray cats really love this uh, show. Uh, I would plug the fact that uh, Lou is a foster cat and needs a forever home. But the fact is, we've already fallen in love with her and I'm not totally sure that Oh, her to leave. twist. So we are not going to do that today, but we will get back into it later. For now, okay. we can move on today.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: next
1: stop, Dan. I guess for around the dial, I would just say that I am watching the news. <laughs> Why? I just, uh, I don't know. Seems to be kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, we're like in a throuple with Rachel Maddow right now, which I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm into it, but yeah, like the MSNBC personalities. I'm like, oh, Lawrence got a haircut. It's it's bad. He's watching a lot of news. But
4: I was going to ask think- if if you yeah. have favorite shows. Obviously, Matt and Lawrence, but are there are there others that you are your particular go tos? Uh, what's
1: his name who got uh, um, tossed off NBC for lying? What <laughs> Brian oh, yeah. Williams? <laughs> yeah, Brian Williams. <laughs> He's actually. I mean, I usually go to bed right after that more or less begins, but I wait to to see what he has to say, because it's basically this, like all 24-hour news programs, it's the same damn show, one or the other, with a slight different twist on it, but he is a great summation at the beginning of his show of what all has happened that day. Yeah, I like about him
3: that he has nothing left to lose. So he's willing to be totally snarky (laughs) and just like literally rolling his eyes all the way back in his head because it's like (laughs) it's 11 o'clock and he's Brian Williams and he's already been disgraced. So why the F (laughs) not, right? So
4: I love the idea of the end of the road being a nightly show on MSNBC.
1: (laughs) I had several things to plug, but what I'm just going to go ahead and say, because this is my life, is that I work in real estate. Uh, I only bring it up because um, I will be uh, mentioning it in one of the minis later on. It's very important, so please pay attention to that <laughs> cliffhanger. Yes. Ooh. So if anybody actually needs any real estate team done in <laughs> New York City, uh, look me up on Google and uh, Dan Brady at the Corcoran Group. Call me. I'm one of the few honest people that I've met in a decade of doing this business. And I'll be glad to help you. Saturday
3: uh, you know who could probably not be Bigfoot, but has probably contemplated taking Bigfoot nationwide as a franchise, Marcus Limonis. Uh <laughs> I am catching up on the profit finally the this is we're in like the back half of season four. I don't really know why they split it up since they'd already aired 12 episodes, which for a cable network is like that's a season. Just call it season five. But the first half of season four was really starting to feel a little bit like more classic reality and not in a good way. Like certain scenes seemed like retakes. Uh, It was a little hard to see why Marcus was investing in certain businesses and or not screaming in people's faces for being dinks. (laughs) Um, So and then he went to Cuba and it was all just kind of like. It, you know, it's great that Americans can go to Cuba now, but it was, it was just kind of a PSA and not great. And so I took a break from it, uh, when it came back, like I did a Tinder questions at our site at previously.tv about the season premiere, which seemed to be a return to form. And then I took a break from it. My friend, uh, Lori Harfenest mentioned that it's really been an improvement over the first half of the season so i checked out a couple episodes recently and they are very good they're on hulu and he's going to be on well I'll get to that in my plug he's going to do a marijuana dispensary i guess in mm-hmm. next week's episode yeah we got a screener i'm definitely gonna watch that one uh mark and bake into it i can't wait to see that <laughs> um and my plug, I have a twofold plug. One is that you should all listen to show and yell, which is a uh, Tara and Joe Reed's uh podcast about Hollywood game night. He's Thank going so to be much. on it this coming week. Nope. Uh, no,
4: August 15th is when the, sh- oh, the show okay. is off Excuse until me. the 15th. It's moving to its new time slot on Tuesday. So we will have oh, a podcast right, right after that, that airs. Tuesday I forgot night. that
3: jam up. Anyway, he's uh, he may still be baked, but oh, no. It was filmed like five years ago. My mistake. (laughs) He's going to be coming at you on the NBC airwaves. And I'm looking forward to actually watching the show instead of just enjoying it through the lens of Tara and Joe. Um, and if you have a little gray cat, you should have him or her listen to the podcast too, because apparently they really <laughs> love it. Uh, my actual plug is that we have many too many homeless, like teenage kittens and babies having babies out there on the streets of New York and probably in your city. So as our friend Bob Barker would have said, spay and neuter your pets, be responsible pet owners. It's important. This is how I end up with three cats that... <laughs> no one else wanted. <laughs> also, has a very tolerant husband.
4: <laughs> what if Hollywood put an X file on the silver screen?
3: Who do you see playing you in the movie? How about Richard Gere?
2: <laughs> With Gary Shandling as Mulder and Taya Leone as Scully. Mulder. Written and directed by David Duchovny. You cigarette smoking mackerel snapper. The X Files, all new at nine eight Central, Fox <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> It is time for The canon. Dan is submitting this week. Take it away, Dan.
1: Hi, everyone. When Sarah mentioned that I would be doing something called The canon, she brought up what's your favorite episode of all time. One episode immediately clicked in my brain.
2: The Office, season six episodes, four and five, titled Niagara.
1: First of all, about the show, the reason I love the show, um, mockumentaries are incredibly difficult. I remember seeing uh, what I considered sort of the first one, uh, Spinal Tap. And I didn't see anybody else do a really good one uh, until this show came along. I was very angry when I heard that Americans were doing it because I thought that they would totally destroy that. uh, And they made it into their own. Um, Having been an actor for 30-something years, I know that that's incredibly difficult. Uh, It has humor. It has heart. And this particular episode is just the culmination of all of those qualities that I loved about the show.
4: I'm sorry, you guys have probably noticed my stomach's a little more sensitive lately.
3: So, if you wouldn't mind wearing a little less perfume, and if your lunch is especially pungent, maybe have it in the break room.
2: We would really appreciate it. Pam is constantly throwing up because of the pregnancy. If she eats something the fetus doesn't like, she is screwed. It's amazing, a three ounce fetus is calling the shots. It's so badass.
3: Phyllis? Um, if you could switch to a different soap just for a month or two, yours is kind of perfumey. (laughs) Now this is getting ridiculous.
4: Oh, gee. I'm sorry. I guess I missed the meeting where we all voted
2: for you to get pregnant. No. I reserve the right to peel my hard-boiled eggs at my desk.
0: All morning I look forward to my afternoon cigars, and I am not stopping for anybody. I don't think I'm asking for too much. I
4: guess it's just the end of courtesy in the workplace.
1: At this point, Dwight is peeling an egg. <laughs> and she just threw up in a basket. Watching people get sick always makes me sick, and well, frankly, so does talking about it. So. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Damn you, Dan.
4: I did wonder while we were watching this, like, are they in a fight? Because this is really one of your triggers, Sarah.
3: <laughs> it really is. That will be in the show notes. Not to Okay, worry. very
4: good. But there's
3: a classic, like to dan's point there's in the back of the shot which of course you can't see because this is not a video cast this guy just eating noodles totally unconcerned in the background while everyone yeah, is people are
1: vomiting all around him and he's just <laughs> eating away and it's totally in character with that guy yeah creed doesn't care but i think just the fact first of all just the fact that the that show has about five minutes of vomiting at the beginning of it i mean already it's got my vote as one of the best shows of all time
3: hey what is the deal with the smart car? How smart is that? Those things are tiny. Can you even drive them in traffic? Oh, I'm so smart. E equals MC squared. I, I drive a smart car. That's not smart in my book. The real smart car is Kit from Knight Rider. Knight Rider. That's a car that can talk. <laughs> can smart car talk? Nope, no. that's not smart. <laughs> I called for that clip. Take away, Sarah. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that, like, I always thought of Michael Scott as more of an airwolf wolf guy, like, <laughs> but it has two of my great loves, Smart Cars and Kit, in there. Anyway, sorry to hijack the discussion. Carry on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that's just perfect. Again, just totally, totally in character, followed by this little snip, which is done sort of voce and um, uh, just illustrates everyone's intent in life i think it was a little touch ago at first but we saved it i believe i can't believe it was me
0: i know i can't believe it was you either i actually think it takes
2: a lot of pressure off of me is there something about being a manager that makes you say stupid things
3: i have not found that to be the case hey smooth guys i'm so sorry can you believe it he screwed up not me
1: what what they did was they let out that that pam is pregnant after making this big thing about they are not going to tell anyone that she is pregnant because me ma um the grandmother's going to get upset. Everyone expects Michael to do it, uh, and Jim is actually the one who does it, and then Michael's reaction is, thank God it's not me. Absolutely perfect. Jim and Pam, after all the insanity, uh, look at each other and run off, and they get married on a boat, leave everyone stranded at the church for an hour, then show back up and actually go through the wedding, and more shenanigans occur, afterward jim says this
2: i bought those boat tickets the day i saw that youtube video i knew we'd need a backup plan the boat was actually plan c the church it was plan b and plan a was marrying her a long long time ago pretty much the day i met her
1: Aw, and right after that moment there is uh just a shot back on the boat of the two of them standing there looking out over the river. It's probably 15 seconds long and uh, the camera kind of swings around and you just see her head is buried into his shoulder and he just looks at the camera and just smiles. And that's the kind of true, honest, touching stuff that, that a mature program really uh, uh, can pull off. It's just taking a breath with the audience, uh, and I absolutely adored that. And then you get to the final moment, which is um, one of the periphery characters uh, of the show, his name is Kevin, and it ends with him coming back from the wedding. He's lost his shoes, he's wearing boxes, Kleenex boxes on (laughs) his feet, and he's walking into the hotel. What an awesome party. The best wedding I've ever been to. I got six numbers. One more would have been a complete telephone number. <laughs> this was epic. My Kleenex shoes were a huge conversation piece, But man, my dogs are barking. So now he's sticking them into ice.
4: In the ice machine.
1: <laughs> my feet were so sweaty, I can't even build a coal. Is that brilliant or
0: what?
3: (laughs) You'll never look at uh, ice machines the same way again.
4: No, (laughs) in
3: your hotel. I mean, I certainly have always been suspicious of them.
4: Um, I hadn't. As much as (laughs) I kind
3: of want to threaten divorce uh, for my spouse putting me through a um, like barf round robin as part of a canon presentation, (laughs) uh, I think that this is we've considered some offices for canon and nonac before but i was surprised that we had amc network's sundance now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas heart-stopping thrillers and gripping true crime series from around the world sundance now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own why is sundance now so awesome Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership, and you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. LeRoy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet. And I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks Sundance Now! Hadn't had a canon submission for this since Mark One, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Apparently, um, and this is like the the Nonak one was like some sort of dance party club thing that they were using an empty room for. Oh and yeah,
4: cafe disco. Yeah,
3: yeah. The whole spirit and tone of that episode is like everything that that shoots for and misses. I think this episode shoots for and gets. I think it's a very good balance of heart that Dan talked about, but also humor and perfect character moments that have been building for years and years. And that moment of them being on the Maid of the Mist and he just sort of looks at the camera like, finally. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't watch this show when it was on and I was have often not been a huge fan of that actor whose name I always get wrong. It's not Krakowski. It's John Krasinski. Thank you. Um, But this was a really... Dan described it to me as when he announced his pick to me as the most fun he's had in an hour of television probably ever. And I said, well, then that's perfect. Like part of submitting to the canon is you got to believe in it. And it really was a fun hour of television for the people in it and making it, I think, as well as for me. That dance montage was like way too much and went on too long, but was also perfectly sweet and uh, totally great. And the fact that they didn't let the Kleenex box shoe bit drop for like 40 minutes was amazing. <laughs> he also had a hair piece. And then there's a whole thing where like right after that, we cut down the hall to Michael going off with Pam's mother. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot. There's just really, there's just really a lot and it's wonderful and great submission, Dan. Yep. And thank you for letting me steal a clip. Tara.
4: Uh, I agree. This is a sweet one. As I, I, I knew I was going to cry again, even though I've watched the dance montage intercut with the actually getting pre-married on the boat montage.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: I've watched it so many times and it's still, it, it gets me still, um, that song, even though I know we all hate Chris Brown and with good reason, like that song is good. Sorry. It is. And <laughs> it, when they get, it when is. they get the captain, I was like, Pfft. I know. Yeah, it all really works. And and the lead up to that is good, too, when she's, you know, distressed because none of this is how she wanted it. Like, you know, they are pregnant. She's pregnant accidentally. And so they sort of had to rush their marriage plans. And she's been kind of self-conscious about that through the season, but then she snags her veil and she's despondent over that, even though she knows it's ridiculous and everything is ruined. And then Jim like just picks up a piece of scissors, a pair of scissors and cuts his tie. Like, don't care. Like it's a great moment of solidarity and there, it doesn't get fixed. I forgot that part. Yeah. Even when at the actual wedding, like he's, that's still his tie yet. Like he, he did it. That's his, that's his move. Good move. Um, and the fact that, you know, he's the one that is the teller of the secret and ruins everything. Thing for Mima, like as soon as you hear, we're not telling my grandmother that I'm pregnant. Like you know, someone is gonna tell her, but you assume it's Michael. And for once, yeah. it's not. Like that's that surprise is is a is a really good choice and <clears throat> and pays off really well. um This is it's a lovely episode. It was so much fun to watch it again. So thank you, Dan. Great presentation, Dave.
2: Jim and Pam are real assholes.
0: <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
2: As you heard in that one clip where she's going on about what you can eat, what you can't eat. And I know that, or I assume that the writing staff took pains to sort of not just make them this saccharine couple. And I admire them for sort of painting them with flaws. But that said, by this point in the series, I disliked both of these characters <laughs> so much. That I didn't care about anything else in the episode that happened to them that made them
4: happy. (laughs) (laughs) Crusty old Mr. Cole strikes again. I'm not not done! Team desk (laughs) egg. Got it.
2: Uh. I did not know what the hell they were parroting in that YouTube thing, and I still don't. And that is not going to age well at all. The Jim and Pam part of this episode, I just could not get into. The Maid of the Mist stuff didn't get to me. I will say, however, that the captain, I don't know anything about him, the actor, but that is the most French Canadian guy (laughs) ever to appear on NBC. I always kind of like it when Kevin got a little bit of a bump, you know, as far as his exposure goes. I really like the synchronicity storyline where he was Scranton's number one police cover band frontman or drummer, (laughs) whatever it was. You know, it's always nice when a character gets a moment. His pained efforts to really like kick it up a notch, Kevin Wise, <laughs> and you know with the hairpiece and then everything kind of running afoul and and uh, the Kleenex box gag was great. You're right. I mean, to, to have a call to, to close that loop so far after they opened it was kind of fun. Uh, but the heart of this is Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam can go suck several eggs. <laughs> uh, so that emotional core that you guys are talking about that you like so much just wasn't there. For me, and never really was with Jim and Pam. I did not root for Jim and Pam the way I root for Tim and Don in uh, in the UK version. We
4: got it. The <laughs> Stop hitting. They're already The dead. enemy
2: of love and joy, Roger. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it, Dave. All right. So let's put this to a vote. Sarah Bunting. Uh, I vote yay. Tari Ariana. Yeah, me too. Yay. I vote nay, but that doesn't <laughs> matter because that's two against Shh. one. So that Thanks, means honey. The Office, Season 6, Episode 4 and 5, Niagara, you are hereby inducted into the Extra Hot Great Cannon.
0: Americans love a winner. Yup. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. Nope.
2: It is time for winner and loser of the week. Tara has her winner.
4: Winner is Ike Barinholtz for a variety of reasons. First, uh, the day that um, Anthony Scaramucci, RIP, was announced as the new um, White House uh, head of communications, he tweeted, Anthony Scaramucci looks like an extra in the Wolf of Wall Street that they had to fire because he kept trying to talk to Leo, which turned out to be very close to reality. <laughs> he apparently paid hundred grand to be in Wall Street 2 for 15 seconds, so not bad. <laughs> Um, but also, uh, in addition to his soothsaying capacities, he, uh, also, um, This is the bad part. He broke his neck doing a stunt in a movie called The Pact. But um, they wrote it into the final season of The Mindy Project. And so he still can, thank God, Morgan will not be leaving us. He will be in the final season of The Mindy Project. And uh, there are certainly a variety of ways that Morgan could break his neck, like tripping over a dog for one (laughs) or tripping over five dogs for another. Um, So uh, (laughs) glad that Ike will still be around. He's certainly my favorite character on that show at this point and my favorite actor in just about anything he is in. So, yay, Ike Barinholtz. And who
3: is our loser of the week? Um, Our loser, speaking of the mooch, is Mario Cantone, who (laughs) (laughs) barely had time to, like, even call into a radio show about the fact that he was going to be on the President show as Anthony Scaramucci before Anthony Scaramucci and a box of his... I don't even know. Breathe right. Strips We're scored <laughs> to the edge of 1600 <laughs> Pennsylvania. It's really too bad. I feel like Mario Cantone was always like, just it was, has been like underused in life. Like I get that he, a, l- a little of him goes a long way, but I think mm-hmm. this is one, this is one opportunity that he could have totally maximized. And he's actually really smart about acting and comedy. And it's just kind of too bad that he was going to climb out of the sex in the city two hole finally and now he's (laughs) back and now he's gone oh
4: uh speaking of maximizing opportunities do you know what time it is
3: time to trip over a puppy
4: (laughs) close it's not regulation gay time This is a non-regulation game time. This game is called Our Idiot Brothers. I'll read you a description from the perspective of a TV character about his or her brother. You tell me who that brother is. Now, there's a potential here for three points per turn. One point for identifying the brother, one for identifying the show, and one for identifying the speaker. And if you need a hint... I'll give you the name of either the show or the speaker, but then you lose pointer tunities and the most points you can get is one point. Gotcha. So for the purpose of this game, idiot might mean an actual stupid person, but it might just be a buffoon or a fuck up. Um, In some cases, the idiot brother has more than one sibling and I'll accept any sibling for that point unless the speaker's description can really only come from one of them. And there's only one possible point for naming the or a speaker, regardless of how many siblings the idiot has. So, for instance, if the answer were Prue Hollowell, if this were a sister game, you only need to say one of them. You don't get extra points for saying all of her sisters. Gotcha. Um, So here's an example. If my idiot brother doesn't quit murdering murderers, it's eventually going to affect my career as a detective.
2: Beep, beep, beep. Uh, That is Dexter Morgan. And the speaker is... Deb Morgan and the show is correct fucking Deb
4: correct there are 30 questions and a tiebreaker
2: we will start with David
4: we will start with David then Dan then Sarah are you ready to play our idiot brother
3: yes yes
4: Dave My idiot brother keeps interfering in my law practice, even though he's not actually a lawyer. He just played one on TV.
2: Oh, uh... uh, The show's The Grinder. Yep. And... The idiot brother is... Mitch? No, No. I don't know any of the names. That's it. Uh,
4: the idiot... The brother is Dean. Mitch was his character on Uh, The Grinder. The show is The Grinder, and the sibling is Stuart. But so.
2: well, I got a point.
4: Oh, yeah. You, sure. Get one point. Uh, Dan, my idiot brother is lucky he's attractive. Giving up his headlining role in a sitcom to be in a play is a weird career move. Oops, sorry. You haven't said anything yet. That was just me switching over to the sample.
1: No, actually, you've timed that just perfectly because I had no clue.
4: You you can ask for a hint. You can ask, would it help to know the show or the speaker?
1: <laughs>
3: mm. All <Alrighty. laughs> He does not watch this. It will not help.
4: Okay. Uh, the brother is Kevin. The show is This Is Us. And the speaker is either Randall or Kate. Sarah D. Bunting. Yes. My idiot brother got himself incarcerated, but it's fine. I've got a plan to bust him out and a lot of tattoos. Hmm.
3: My idiot brother. Okay. The show is Prison Break and uh, why can't I remember? Okay. The brother is, uh, the speaker is Lincoln and the brother is Blue Steel. God, why can't I remember his name? I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, I don't. I don't remember his name. All right, John. You get one point for the
4: sh- One point for the show. You're correct. Yay. It is Prison Break. But the guy with the tattoos is Michael. Right. That's the speaker. Right. So the brother was Lincoln. I don't know which my idiot brother is going to wear out first: his costume of a fast food menu item or the fart sound effect key on his electronic keyboard. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, show is Bob's Burgers. The can you read that again?
4: I don't know which my idiot brother is going to wear out first, his costume of a fast food menu item or the fart sound effect key on his electronic oh. keyboard. All
2: right. So the idiot brother is Gene Belcher. And I got to assume this is Louise Belcher speaking.
4: Um, it, I would have accepted either of his siblings. So very good. Well done. Get yeah, it. but
2: she's the more caustic of the two. Yep. Yeah,
4: so three points is what you get for that. Dan, Stop, oh, picky. Let's, let's see how much you've picked up by osmosis from living with Sarah. My idiot brother is so busy saving the world by yelling at it that I moved to England to escape him. <laughs> Come on, honey. Uh,
1: Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs>
4: no. Uh, the brother is Brandon. The show is Beverly Hills 90210. And the sibling is... And, uh, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, my idiot brother will eventually run out of chances to solve his problems by tossing his luxurious hair or dropping a well-timed, whoa.
3: Is this Blossom? Okay. The brother is Joey.
4: Yes. And the
3: speaker is, I don't know who the speaker is. Six. Don't know
4: Get two points for that (laughs) Blossom was his sister Oh okay Never
3: watched it Didn't know Glad I got two points Yay
4: Or Anthony The other brother Played by Michael Stoyanov From Beverly Hills 90210 Oh yeah Back to Dave My idiot brother lost a hand But I just can't stop fucking him
2: (laughs) Uh right, That show is Game of Thrones (laughs) The brother is Jamie and the speaker is Circe.
4: Correct. For three points. Stan. Dan. My idiot brother progressed from short cons to practicing law, though he won't be doing that much longer if I get my way.
1: Got this. Yeah, it's one of those shows that we've watched on the channel, but that's about as far as I'm going to get in terms of <laughs> specifics. You know this. Um-
4: it's a show I, you watch can, I happen to know for a can fact Can you read it again? My idiot brother progressed from short cons to practicing law Though he won't be doing that much longer if I get my way
3: I swear to god you know this Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Man, Sarah, do you want to sh- educate your husband? The
3: show is Better Call Saul The idiot brother is Jimmy slash Saul later And uh, the speaker is Chuck
4: Over to you, Sarah Fine Fine <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, my idiot brother has everything he could want since our family took him in, but he can't help bringing his chino manners to every fancy party and punching someone out.
3: Oh boy! Okay, the show is The OC. The idiot brother is—I'm uh, not sure if character names this far down that road, but let's just guess the brother's name. The idiot brother is Ryan. And the speaker is Seth.
4: Yeah, oh. <laughs> nicely done, Osmosis. Okay. Let us get a score break. All right,
2: in third place it's Dan with no points. Dang.
4: All right, Sarah is second That's
2: place with six points, and I'm in the lead with just one more at seven.
0: Woo!
4: All right, moving on back to Dave. My idiot brother doesn't do well at school, and yet our psychiatrist father doesn't seem to think there might be deeper psychological issues at play.
2: Hmm. Father is. No, nope, don't know. Do
4: you need a hint? Would oh, you like a hint? right,
2: hint. So, what are my options
4: again? You can ask for the show or the speaker.
2: Uh. Let's. I guess this do show.
4: Growing pains. Oh
2: Jesus Uh <laughs> Nope Don't know any of the characters Names not
4: Show's growing pains Brother is Mike Sibling is Carol Ben or Chrissy nope. Good old Chrissy Okay Over to Dan <laughs> Yes My idiot brother Lost the best woman He ever dated Because his defense For screwing another woman The night they broke up Is we were on a break Sarah does he know this
3: Uh I don't know. Sometimes he pulls no, things I... out of
4: Okay, would you like a hint? There. Certainly,
1: I will take a hint. Uh I think I'll take the show, please. The show is friends.
4: Uh uh Ross is the Hey, good for one point. Good job, honey. And this the speaker, of course, is Monica. Monica. Yes, of course. All right. Sarah D. Bunting. Yeah. My idiot brother trusted me to make him a knockoff Gordon Gartrell shirt, even though I am definitely not competent to make any such thing.
3: I'm going to kick myself for needing this, but hint.
4: What would you like? Show or speaker?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Show, please.
4: The Cosby Show. I guess the idiot brother
3: is Theo.
4: Correct for one point. The sibling the who is Denise, failed to make him a good shirt is Denise. Right. All right, back to Dave. I could never understand why my idiot brother kept blundering into so many situations where he didn't belong until I found out he was the Upper East Side's most devastating anonymous blogger. JK, it still makes no sense.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, that's Gossip Girl. Correct. The idiot brother is... Chuck?
4: Oh. Mm. No.
2: That's all I, That's the only character I know from that show.
4: Dan. That bring Dan. Dan is, Dan was gossiping. <laughs> I'll take that point <laughs> yeah. though. Yes, you will take that For point. For a second right? I was like, Dan is not going to know this. <laughs> <laughs> the sibling of course was Jenny, the worst. Of course. My all idiot right. brother is book smart enough to get accepted to a boarding school in New Hampshire, but too dumb to notice our parents are spies.
1: Uh, the Americans
4: Yeah!
1: And I've never watched the show, so I don't
4: know. Okay. (laughs) Good for one point. The brother is Henry. So I'll say Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Brother is Henry. The sibling is either Paige, or if you had gotten it, there would have been one Tara point for identifying Misha, (laughs) who is the secret brother from the Soviet Union. Okay. Sarah. My idiot brother's decision to become an illusionist was a huge mistake. The first of many.
3: Um, this is a real, irrelevant, (laughs) arrested development. Uh, Gob (laughs) is the idiot brother and, uh, Michael is the speaker. I assume.
4: Could have been any of them, but yes, we will accept Michael or Lindsay or Buster would have also worked. David T. Cole. Yeah. My idiot brother needs to realize his crush on the older girl who works in our uncle's decrepit tourist trap is never going to amount to anything.
2: Oh, God. Uh, read it once more.
4: My idiot brother needs to realize his crush on the older girl who works in our uncle's decrepit tourist trap is never going to amount to anything. Oh, right.
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, Gravity Falls. The brother is, oh, again, I can't remember the brother's name. The speaker is Mabel. The brother is, why am I Girl. uh Mabel and? Mabel and. Oh, my God. Hang on. Girl? What? <laughs>
3: Nothing. Pearl? <What? Girl?
2: laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kick myself. I, I can't pull it. Can't pull it.
4: Well, you still get two points, but what you could not pull was Dipper. Dipper. Oh. I was thinking,
2: I, I, in my head I was saying Chipper and I couldn't, I couldn't connect it. <laughs> I was about to say Chipper, but I knew that wasn't right. Damn it.
4: All right. Over to Dan. My idiot brother may be a preppy dork who's never quite fit in around our very affluent L.A. neighborhood, but he's the only one in our family to invent a dance that bears his name.
1: So I'm going to, from having listened to past episodes, the answers are usually either um, Bigfoot or (laughs) Dawson's Creek. So I think at this time I will go Dawson's Creek.
4: No, brother is Carlton. The show is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And the sibling is Hillary or Ashley, or I would have also accepted Will. Okay, Sarah, debunking. My idiot brother will never stop Investigating my alien abduction Even if it ruins his career in the FBI
3: Okay Um, This is the (laughs) X-Files The idiot brother is Fox Mulder And oh god My mind just emptied of lady names, but I think for some reason, even though they named their male kid Fox, they went with Samantha.
4: Hey, Uh, nice pull. I was
3: like, Vanessa. No, that's not right.
4: Very good. Okay. Time for another score break.
3: 13 for Sarah, 10 for me, 2 for Dan.
4: All righty. Dan. All right. (laughs) On the board. It's alive. It's two more than I thought I'd get. Okay. Back to Dave. Yep. My idiot brother is going to figure out soon that the indulgence of all his dumb decisions will end when he graduates high school and is no longer on the football team.
2: Uh, Friday Night Lights? Yes. Uh, all right. Oh, God, I don't know. Can you, can you just read... Read the clue again Sure My idiot brother
4: Is gonna figure out soon That the indulgence Of all his dumb decisions Will end When he graduates High school And is no longer On the football team
2: Uh Well Chuck And uh (laughs) Skippy
4: No The fuck up brother Is Tim Riggins And his brother Is Billy Dan (sighs) If my idiot yeah. brother doesn't stop skateboarding away from all the trouble he gets himself into, I'm going to have a cow. May I have a hint,
1: please, of the show? The Simpsons. Oh, um,
4: Bart. Correct. For one point. Idiot brother. Very good. Yay! <laughs> oh, picky has smiled on you this time, Sarah. Uh-oh. My idiot brother has disrupted our family's life so much since his murder conviction was vacated. I sometimes regret devoting my own life to getting him out.
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) Picky mostly smiled on other people by sticking (laughs) me with this one. The show is Rectify. Yes. The idiot brother is Daniel (laughs) and Amantha is the speaker.
4: Correct. For three points. Ooh. David T. Cole. Yeah. My idiot brother and I don't always agree, but I do share his enthusiasm for fucking ZD.
2: Uh. Wow. The, mm, the Sopranos? Yes. All right. Tony?
4: No. Mm.
2: All right. And, uh, okay, hang on. Uh, I don't know. Okay, gonna- the
4: breath that was that was AJ. That's one of his most famous lines. What? No nice. fucking ZD. And this, so the siblings. Hey, yeah, Meadow. he
3: really is a, an idiot too. <laughs> All
4: right, this one is off model. Exciting for Dan, my idiot cousin could never hack it in paper sales like me, but he is an excellent beat farmer.
1: Uh, the show is the office. Uh, beat farmer is Dwight, and the... This- I have no idea who the person speaking
3: is.
4: The cousin is Moe's. That's his weirdo cousin. And so the speaker is Dwight. Ah. All right. Still one point. Sarah. Yes. My idiot brother needs to accept that his acting career isn't going to materialize just because he spends most of his time hanging around me and my success.
3: Entourage? (laughs) Yes. Um... The speaker is that guy with the face and he's talking about the lesser Dylan. I don't, I don't remember the characters. Is there a turtle involved? There is,
4: but not in this, this uh, equation. The brother is Johnny drama, Right. The Kevin Dillon character and the speaker is Vinny. The actual, you know what? I am proud
3: that I did not know the answer to that, except for the show. (laughs) Moving on, back to Dave.
4: (laughs) Dave, yeah, you wouldn't think my idiot brother could bring shame upon our very messy Calabasas family with social media drama involving his child's mother, but he found a way, and his spinoffs probably dead too. I'll give you a hint because you're not going to get this anyway. It's not a scripted show.
2: Yeah, well, I figured that one out. Can you read it one more time?
4: You wouldn't think my idiot brother could bring shame upon our very messy Calabasas family with social media drama involving his child's mother, but he found a way, and his spinoff's probably dead, too. Yeah.
2: No, I'm out. Okay.
4: (laughs) Do you want a hint?
3: No. Mm, (laughs) You really don't. Speaking of not wanting to know the answer to this, I believe it's keeping up with the Kardashians, the idiot brother is Rob, and... Pick your Kardashian or Jenner. Let's go with Chloe. Because there you go. Who else they is live going in to? is
4: Calabasas? Yep. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> with a can
4: <K>. <clears throat> M- Yeah. My idiot brother actually thinks he knows more about grief than me, even though he just fucked off to work at a food co-op or something, and I am actually a funeral director. <laughs>
1: <gasps> wow. Uh. Um. Six feet under. Yes. The show. And I'm going to say Peter is one of the two people. <laughs> so close.
4: There's no Peter. Uh, Nate is the fuck up brother. The funeral director who is speaking is David.
3: Nate is played by Peter
1: Krause, though. So. That's correct. You're yes, yes. So there is a Peter, close. I guess. I, You're
4: right. I will point out that I
1: never watched a full episode of that.
4: Well, that's pretty good osmosis then. All right, Not Sarah. Bad. Yeah. My idiot brother needs to quit embarrassing our father with his antics. Our dad has enough problems maintaining his status as a town doctor since that fancy New York brain surgeon showed up.
3: <laughs> oh, jeez! This television program is Everwood. What were their names? Okay, I'm sorry. Can you read the last bit of it again?
4: Our dad has enough problems maintaining his status quo as the town doctor since that fancy New York brain surgeon showed up.
3: Okay, just wanted to confirm that Mm -hmm. the idiot brother is bright. Yep. And I believe the speaker is... uh, uh, Fuck. What was her actual name? Her name is like always Emily, but I don't think it was Emily. Let's go with Emily.
4: Baby. Baby! So close.
3: And her bangs of sadness. And her bangs of
4: sadness. All right.
3: I will take the two points.
4: Final score break. Everyone has one question left.
2: (laughs) All right. This game is over. Uh, Sarah has 19. I have 12. Dan has six.
4: Very good. Really? Wow. Let us play our last questions just for funsies. Dave. Okay. Mm-hmm. My idiot brother probably didn't have much chance at success in life when our parents named him after a 60s icon who went on to be Melissa Etheridge's sperm donor.
2: Let's go with the brother.
4: Um, The the speaker, you mean? Okay. Adam, Sarah, or Julia?
2: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah?
1: Uh, I know you know that one. David Crosby is the...
4: Correct. It's Crosby from Parenthood.
3: Okay. Did you know that Dan? See what I mean? Sometimes (laughs) it's like you know that show? Anyway, sorry. Uh, alright. You watch
4: TV? (laughs) Well, let's see how much he watches with this one. Uh oh. My idiot, this is for Dan, my idiot brother may have distinguished himself as an army medic, but his subsequent drug addiction and affair with our sort of sister were, well, distinguished (laughs) is not the word.
3: Speaking of Emily Van Camp.
4: <laughs> yeah. Give me a clue of the show, please. The show is Brothers and Sisters.
1: And I still don't have a clue, so let's move on to Sarah, shall we? All right. Uh,
4: the brother is Justin. Sibling, Sarah, Kitty. Tommy, Kevin. Uh, Or I guess that other one, question mark. <laughs> uh, moving on, Sarah, here's your final question. <laughs> I guess that other one. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. Okay, my idiot cousin, not brother, Kay. has both inconvenienced and enriched my life since he moved to Chicago from Meepo's.
3: Perfect strangers. The idiot cousin is Balky. And who is the cousin who is speaking? Mark Lynn Baker. What was the guy's name? Andy? I don't know. Cousin Larry!
4: Larry! All righty,
3: that is it. Pad.
4: What is our final score, please, Dave?
2: In third place, uh, bronze medal. It's Dan with six. Ooh, Silver to me with twelve, and gold, Ooh, decisive yay. gold to Sarah with twenty-one points.
4: Well yay. done, yay.
0: Sarah
4: D. Bunting. Shall we play the tiebreaker for shits and giggles? Sure. All right.
3: Good game, by the way.
4: Thank this you is so fun. much. <laughs> this one was I saved it for last Just for oh you God. My idiot brother Sure adjusted fast To our mom's New love interest All the guy had to do Was make us Some huevos rancheros <laughs> Homeland <laughs> uh-huh. Uh
3: huh The speaker is Dana And the brother is Oh no It's not Mike Mike made the huevos rancheros Chris
4: Yes Yes and yes Congratulations oh, That one is cool. for you John Ramos <laughs>
3: Sarah! Sarah. Uh, non-regulation. It's where I'm a Viking. Well, that
2: is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We gave you the down low on the Supernatural Investigation series from Rob Lowe before going around the dial with stops at Insecure, The News, The Prophet, and The X-Files. We crowned winners and losers of the week, and Sarah was a winner of this week's Game Time. Remember...
0: We're listening.
2: Ah, I am yeah. David Tickle, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, <laughs> Sarah D. Bundy. <gasps> oh,
3: you took mine, but your mom's a wood ape. <laughs> and Dan Patrick Brady,
1: Bigfoot. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah,
3: thanks for listening, and we'll
2: see you next time right here on Extra. Not great.
0: That was crazy. Doesn't mean anything, but it was crazy. This has been a production of the TV Podcast Network.